0: I want to begin this message uh, by reading a, a verse in 1 Timothy chapter 4. It says, Have nothing to do with godless myths, old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Well, there was a couple having a lot of trouble with their banking account. It seems that it never balanced. It seems that the wife really liked to write checks out, but many times there wasn't enough money to cover the checks, and the husband got frustrated, and he, he told her, if only you would balance the checkbook every month, then at least we have a place to start from. And she agreed to try, and so the statement came in, and she grabbed a calculator and a pencil and a statement, and she worked hard for hours getting it to balance out, and her husband came home from work, she goes, Jeremy, Jeremy, look, I balanced the checkbook, and he was so excited. He grabbed the book and he looked at it and he goes, yes, it balances perfect down to the cent. And then he goes, but what's this one entry here that says T-M-I-C-O-R for $78.33? She says, well, you know, it didn't come out right when I was trying to balance it, so that simply means to make it come out right, we need another $78.33. <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? But the reality is having balance in our life is important. Balance is a condition in which the different elements are equal or in correct proportion. And we try to balance all areas of our lives. Try to balance out our finances and our relationships and our health and and our mental state. And even on icy days like this, we try to balance our body when we're walking along because we need to have balance in our life. Well, we're in the third week of a sermon series that we're calling Balanced. We're becoming all that God wants us to be. And, and this is a message where we're trying to apply God's word. We're trying to apply God's principles to our life so that we can have a balanced life in all areas and we can accomplish his purpose in plan. In week one, Mark Ryan was in here, and he reminded us in order to have a balanced life, we have to first start by letting God and his word and his plan be number one in our life, right? It needs to be the foundation in our life. And when that's the foundation, it makes it a whole lot easier to try to balance out our lives emotionally or relationally and financially. In week number two, we looked at emotional balance, Now, when you're out of balance emotionally, we use words like depression and burnout and the blahs, and it's not a good place to be. Elijah was in that place. He even talked about taking his life because he was in one of those places, and so we got to look through that. And and what I would challenge you to do, if you weren't here the last two weeks, go to RoyRed.org. The sermons are there. You can watch and hear and be able to kind of catch up where we are. But today we're going to look at spiritual balance. I think it's easy to think about physical balance because we don't want to fall down. And yet the reality is spiritual balance is just as important because we don't want to fall for the sin and the lies that culture throws out at us. I read a verse a moment ago. I'm going to read it again. This is in the message translation. It says, Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so. Making you fit today and forever, you can count on this. Take it to heart. Don't you love the way that says that? Exercise daily in God. It gives us a visual picture, and then we don't want to have any spiritual flabbiness in our life. So the goal of this message today is for us to schedule and practice spiritual exercises. Why? So that God can use them to help keep us spiritually healthy. Now, probably many of you started some New Year's resolutions, and the most common is to Take care of our weight to take care of our diet to be healthier physically and and in order to do that what do you do you've got to go to a gym right you got to work out you've got to get into an exercise plan of some sort to work on the areas of your body that need some extra work and that makes sense but it's really no different when it comes to exercises for our spiritual lives so you get a personal trainer for physical today i'm going to be your spiritual trainer I'm going to help lay out an exercise plan for each one of you as we go through some items that I'm going to talk about. And what I'd ask you to do is to think about how balanced you are. There's going to be eight of these exercises that we're going to look at. And as I go through them, I want you to follow along in the outline that you have in the bulletin there. And if an area needs some extra toning, if some muscles need to be worked out in that area, circle the number And then I'll have a plan at the end of what to do with those things. So we want to make sure that we are spiritually balanced and we get that way through spiritual exercises. So exercise number one for us, renew our strength through worship. You're all checking that off going, yeah, I'm here. So I did that one. But how about the rest of the week? Do you worship God in all that you do and all that you say outside of the church here? question is, what is worship? Why do we worship? What's this hour here about? Well, it's a simple answer. It's about God and God's love. And when we come together, what happens is God speaks to each of us through my words, through the songs, through the Bible verses, through the fellowship time that we have. He comes to us so that we can respond when we walk out of here and be different people, people of God so that we can go out and accomplish his plans in our life. And that gives us hope. Let's read this verse from Isaiah together. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Walk and not be faint. You know, our activities tend to run us down, right, throughout the week. They run us down mentally and spiritually. And yet, when you come to worship, it's like a filling station. It pumps us up. It refills us and restores us and renews us and reconnects us with God. Now, the alternative to that is worry. And worry just causes us to focus on ourselves and our problems. But unlike worry, when we come to worship, God wants to revitalize us. We should walk out of here lifted, almost like on a cloud. So if you're wrestling in that area of worship, what I would tell you to do to get in balance is to circle number one on your outline. And again, at the end, we're going to figure out what to do with all that you circle. The second exercise is to deepen our peace of mind through prayer. I I don't know if you really understand uh, how this works, and yet the God of the universe has you in a speed dial in his phone. I mean, think about it. The God of the universe loves you so much that you can call him anytime, anywhere. There is no voicemail. You're not going to be put on hold. He's there for you. It's incredible to think about, even when you got junk you're trying to get rid of. This verse in Psalm 55, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Cast your cares, your anxieties, your worries. When you're down and you're filling with this anxiety, you can give it to Him. How do you give it to Him? Well, Colossians 4 says, devote yourself to prayer. It's pretty simple. Talk to God about what's ailing you. Now, there are many people that stress out. And when they do, they really have two options. They could pray or they could panic. Praying is a good thing because you're saying, Lord take care of this, handle this, help me to handle this. And yet panic just enhances the stress because it points us back to us and our inability to handle the situation. And prayer always brings peace and joy. It brings us because we're reminded that because of Christ's death on the cross, our sinful state, we all sin, our sinful state is forgiven. We're renewed. We have new hope. And then God says, I want to work in your life to eliminate the panic that you have. So if you're having some issues on being spiritually balanced in area number two, then circle that on your outline. So we worship and we pray. Exercise three is to strengthen our commitment to fellowship. See, fellowship is kind of a friendly association with someone of a similar mindset where you walk together and help each other. There's a story about some Boy Scouts, and they're out hiking, and they find this abandoned railroad track. And each boy is going to prove how balancing he is. He'd get three or four steps, and they fall off. They just can't balance and walk down it. Well, two guys are whispering over in the corner, and they come up and tell the rest of them, hey, we can walk the entire length, then never falling off. And they laughed at him and said, yeah, well, prove it. Well, what they did is one got on this rail, and one got on that rail. They reached across and held hands. And they help balance each other as they walk the whole length. That's what Christian fellowships like. That's a definition of it. We walk together to help one another through that process. Let's read about that in Hebrews 10. Let's read together. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I'm just going to tell you, you can't be spiritually fit as a Christian unless you have a few other Christian folks that are there by your side to support you, to encourage you, to hold you accountable, and to remind you that when you make those mistakes, when you're feeling down and low, God loves you unconditionally. Our vision here at Royal Redeemer is that we live contagious Christian community. I like the sound of that phrase. We exchange all that everyday stuff we have, our everyday life, and we can live a contagious Christian community. And what that means here is be in community. Find someone here to be with. Maybe it's in a Bible study group. Maybe it's in a life group. Maybe it's life with God, which is starting this uh, last week, and you can still join if you'd like. Be in an affinity group. Women met here yesterday, it was awesome to see them just supporting and encouraging each other. You know, if you still use charcoal when you have a fire, you'll know that uh, when that fire is glowing, if you throw a coal in, it's going to get really hot and glow because of all the other ones around it. But if you get some tongs and you remove it and you set it off to the side of the grill, what happens? It loses its heat. It loses its glow. And that's what happens to us as Christians when we separate, when we're not connected and around others to be able to to get some energy from one another. And we just kind of lose our joy. If you have trouble in that area and need to work on it, to be balanced spiritually, then circle number three. Exercise number four, we can expand our perspective through Bible study. Now when I talk to people, they would say, "Eh, I do okay with worship and my prayer life's okay and I have some fellowship. I don't do so well with Bible study. It's the foundation. It's what's so important to read it and to study it and to mark it and to learn from it and apply it. It will give you God's wisdom and direction in your life. And we certainly need it. His word is helpful to us. In Psalm 119, it says, I gain understanding. From your precepts, It helps me understand who I am, whose I am, and what I need to accomplish. It's a food for our soul. Proverbs 2.6 says the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, knowledge and understanding. I don't think any of you would start the new diet that I'm going to recommend. Don't eat anything for six days at all. And then on a the seventh day have breakfast. And then don't have anything else for the rest of the day or the rest of the next week. Doesn't make a lot of sense as a diet, does it? And yet that's kind of the spiritual diet that many of us have. Oh, we got fed breakfast this morning spiritually and we'll come back again next week for it spiritually. I challenge you, be in the word every single day. Read the Bible or find a good devotional book or watch a podcast. Contact me, I got all kinds of devotional books that I'd be more than happy to share and give to you. Struggling in that area? Circle number four, so you can be spiritually balanced. Exercise number five, increase our joy through witnessing. Now, it's intriguing to me when I look in the Bible and I realize Jesus is ascending to heaven. He wants his church to grow, and what does he do for a marketing plan? He tells 12 nobodies, hey, go tell somebody. Oh, by the way, there's no internet, there's no telephone, there's no car, there's no airplane, there's no newspaper, just... Go tell somebody, all 12 of you. And yet there's 2 billion Christians out there. It works. But you know what? God wants you to witness as well. And I know that word witness can be scary, but all God wants you to do is share your story. It's all he wants you to do is to share your story. Read with me this verse because this really is what our job description as a Christian really is. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Did you notice that it says be prepared, be ready to? It doesn't say stand up in a large crowd and scream, you're all going to hell, repent. It never says that. He's not asking you to do that. But he wants you to wait for the right moment, to build the relationship, to earn the right to share what? To share the hope you have. Those sentences have to start with the word I. Here's what God did to me. Here's how God impacts me. We all have a story to tell, right? Of who God is and how much he loves him. And by the way, we do that as audio-visual Christians. Audio our words. We wait for the right moment to let people know what's going on in our life and how it might help them as well. And then visual, because I guarantee they're watching you. They want to see if you're backing up your words with your actions. So if witnessing's an issue, then circle number five so we can be spiritually balanced in our life. So we're being balanced, worshiping, praying, fellowship, Bible study, witnessing. Then number six, practice our love through giving. Did anybody ever say you're generous? Just curious, you know, when you think through life. With your time, maybe. Maybe with your talents, helping somebody with a project. With your treasures, maybe helping them financially. God wants you to. In Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, It says, but since you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge, complete earnestness and love that we've kindled in you, here's your thing, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. Now some of you might say, well, wait a minute, Pastor Dave, wait wait a minute here. God blessed me with these things, why should I give them away? Let God bless somebody else with the things they need, and yet we do it. Because God modeled it for us. God gave us everything. We know this verse so well, but God loved the world enough to give his one and only son that whoever believes won't perish but have eternal life. How's that for a great gift that he gave us? His son, so we have eternal life. He sets the model for us. We have a generous God. And when we're generous, it reflects our love and trust in him. Need a little toning up on the muscles in the area of giving? Then circle number five on your outline. Exercise number seven. Develop our talents and gifts by serving. Every single one of you in here has been gifted by God. You've got abilities, you have passions, you have a plan that God wants you to use those in some way to his glory. Every one of us does. And so as we go about our day, Colossians 3 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not human masters. If you're wondering what your spiritual gift is, you can go to Romans 12 and read about it and kind of try to figure out. If not, we can give you a spiritual gift test here and it'll help you try to figure out an area that maybe would be good for you to work on. See, unfortunately, Sometimes the church is kind of like a football game. You got 22 people on the field. They're working hard. They're exhausted. And you got 22,000 people that are in the audience. They're just kind of sitting there. Really need some exercise. Think what would happen if all 22,000 of them were out serving the Lord. And you might say, okay, I get it, Pastor Dave. Some other time, though. I'm really busy. You know, I'm really busy. Well, imagine what would happen if every single day of the morning your bank account somehow had $86,400 added to it. Think about that for a minute. But there's a a little rider to that. At the end of the day, nothing can remain. If there's any balance at the end of the day, it gets wiped out. But tomorrow, another $86,400 are going to be added to your account. I imagine you'd be pretty busy trying to use that money in a good way, right? Well, we have that account. It's in a bank called T-I-M-E. It's in a bank called Time. Every day, God gives you 86,400 seconds to use. You can't carry them over tomorrow. You can't borrow from tomorrow. You can't go back to yesterday. It's just every day brand new. And the question for you is, How are you using the time God has given to you? How are you using them? Do you balance out the things that are on your list? Do you use your unique unique gifts, your unique uh, opportunities that you have? Are you glorifying God by using them? You know, I mentioned that this was uh, uh, Sanctity of Life Sunday. Have you ever thought about whether you have some gifts you could use in that area? Ever think about going down and volunteering to help at uh, Cleveland Pregnancy Center? Or maybe at the Oak Center in Brunswick? Buy baby bottle banks are out there. Have you thought about maybe generosity through that program? Or maybe helping those with special needs. Nathaniel's Hope. They're always looking for folks to help with that, helping so that parents can have respite time while their children with disabilities can be well cared for. Or maybe night to shine. There's all kinds of sign-up sheets out in the commons. Serve, help, do what's needed to be able to glorify God. Struggling in that area of being balanced? Then circle number seven. Exercise number eight. Stretch our faith by taking steps of faith. You know, if you want to strengthen a muscle, you use it, right? Well, it's the same with your faith muscles. you got to exercise them. But sometimes we think, well, I can't accomplish anything. Well, God can, in and through you. In Matthew 17, he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you if you have faith. One of my favorite stories to tell is from one of my favorite places on earth and it's Niagara Falls. Imagine there is a cable stretched a quarter mile across the falls, thundering, roaring water coming down below it, and you see a guy walking a tightrope across it. Well, that's what happened back in July 15th, 1859, Charles Blondin. He walked backwards Across to Canada and then grabbed a wheelbarrow and walked back forward. Turns out he walked back forward blindfolded. The people oohed and they ahed. And he said, How many of you believed that I could do that with a person in it? And they yelled, We believe, we believe. They were so inf- inflamed knowing he could do it. But as you can imagine, he said, Okay, I need a volunteer. <laughs> Not one person would get in how about you when god gives you those little nudges do you say okay lord i don't think i can handle this but i know you can and step out my wife and i are really on this kick now when she or i get this nudge to do something even though it doesn't even make sense half the time we're really saying i can step out in faith because god put that thought in my mind Having trouble with that area? Then circle that on your outline as well. So here's what's going on here. I've given you eight different exercises okay, to be strengthened, to be well-balanced in the area of spirituality. God wants you to be that way so you can accomplish his purposes and his plans. You don't want to be out of balance. So the question is, you've circled some numbers. Now what? What are you gonna do about it? We're not saying get rid of everything else in your life. We're just simply saying that we want you to be balanced spiritually. We want you to be able to be working on the exercises to tone you up a little bit, to work on the flabby muscles that might be there. So I have a prescription plan for you. The first thing I want you to do is to identify where you're spiritually unbalanced. Which of those eight areas, and there may be many of them, Did you circle, or maybe you didn't want the person next to you to see you, so you've kind of in your mind said, well, I would circle that one. Which ones of those are that you can now work on? Number two, are you going to start connecting with God? That's where it starts, right? Through prayer, connecting through worship, connecting with him, Bible studies, getting into his word. And then are you willing to follow his lead? When he nudges you to maybe give something or serve something or share something with someone. And then you say you love people. Do you love them enough to witness to them? Again, don't scream at them. Use I sentences. Wait for the right moment in their life and introduce Jesus to them. And then get active here. Be active. Fellowship. Bible study. Here's my promise to you. I was your spiritual trainer During this, call me up and I'll walk alongside you as long as you want. And we'll come up with a plan, an exercise plan. I'll help you get those areas in shape that you need. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are. I know everyone in here wants to be spiritually fit. We want to be balanced spiritually. We want to be connected to you. We need you to speak to us. Challenge us to exercise. Strengthen our connection with you. Let us grow closer to you. Let us be involved in prayer, in Bible study, devotions, worship, fellowship, serving. Help us to look for opportunities so we can respond by witnessing to others so that we can glorify you. We pray it in your name, Lord. Amen.